Hello and welcome to a brand new episode of We Might Be Overthinking This. I am your host, Dara Rahim. And I'm your other host, Leah Rahim. Welcome back to the show. We're here to get into some topics that intersect pop culture and politics. Yes, we are. It's a busy, busy news week. We actually have a couple things to cover. Uh, we want to talk about the Grammys. We want to talk about Taylor Swift's new documentary, Miss Americana, airing on Netflix Friday night. Um, what else did we say we wanted to talk about? Um, um, Whether award shows still matter? Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. Or how, yeah. What do our award shows mean in 2020? Yeah. And what we think about how artists are going to respond to kind of both the Grammys and Astros moving forward. Yeah. And also kind of maybe get into like what award shows, like how they started and like what they meant and like who they're meant for in the first place. Yeah, I did no research on how the award shows started. I mean, you and when I say that we're going to give an overview of when, how the Grammys and Oscar show, I you're mean, you're going to repeat that one live from podcast. I mean, I'm just going to spray pure bullshit into the microphone. <laughs> you could just taste the bullshit Listen, in your mouth. When the Oscars first aired in 1917, <laughs> 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 ain't no niggas there. <laughs> I actually. And now it's 2020 and there's still. No. <laughs> oh my god you just said a bad word i know right podcast but it's mom and dad are gonna be so upset um we also can get into some um movies that we saw this week i saw a couple of really good movies um the movies this week uh, i don't know what you're talking so about. i'm gonna get into the couple movies that i saw this week yeah you mean that uh, you like ordered on amazon <laughs> they were free it's, oh which one uh is free i wasn't paying for that oh, i'd never even heard of it it's really weird we hadn't heard of it. Yeah, that movie was so crazy. Um, and then what else did we say we wanted to talk about? Oh, um, how's your? We've got some. Can we talk about that later? No, we have to get into the personal stuff first. I really would rather save it and hope we forget about it. Um, are you doing Whole Thirty in this month? Oh yeah, we just started Whole Thirty. No food for 30 days. <laughs> I am on day two and I am starting to feel it. Gigi, I'm out there. I feel you, girl. G- me and Gigi now have so much more in common oh than we already gosh. did. I really didn't think that it would be that big of a deal because we already eat so clean. But I'm not kidding. Like, I am feeling like a little lightheaded. Oh, my God. No, you're not. I am. No, all not. I've had today. It's because we haven't. You ate breakfast kind of early. I ate it really early. And then all I've ever had is nuts and mangoes ever since. I'm hungry. Like a little bird. But it's like, this is a time now where I would love a grape leaf. I would love to dip a grape leaf in hummus. That would be really But that's nice. probably like 100 calories. Yeah. That I don't, okay, you know, but first of all, Whole30 is not, not about, about calories. I know, calories. I know, I know, I know, I know, I know. Whole- I love how they're like, it's not about cutting calories. We're just telling you not to eat anything, but it's not about cutting calories. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, yes, it is. Um, so we are doing Whole30, which basically means we can only eat meats, vegetables, fruits, and nuts <laughs> and that's literally it yeah. and no no drinking for 30 days no sugar no sugar no nothing um no grains obviously no legumes no legumes it's about eating whole, whole foods eating clean eating super clean um you know i'm about to go to florida in a couple months so you know oh god i'm about to go you know, i'm about to go to florida florida with my parents yes <laughs> Where I will be eating chicken wings every day. <laughs> oh, like the good Lord did it. But like 
ironically enough, when we were at Trader Joe's, like, cashing, getting our groceries, I, like, said to Ali, I was like, oh, are these groceries, like, are we looking, like, Whole30 approved? And the woman who was cashing us out was like, are you guys doing Whole30? And we were like, yeah. She was like, I'm on day 29. And we were like, we're on day Day two. two. And she goes, I will never do any diet of any kind ever again. We were like, oh my God, like why? Like how? She was like, I had headaches the first day from sugar withdrawal, but that's on her because she's clearly eating too much sugar. She's like, I couldn't, she's like, I couldn't sleep. My head hurt to lay down. I'm like, okay, you've got issues. Um, She's just like, it's just so hard to not be able to have like, just like everything she listed, like I didn't even think of. I was yeah. just like, oh, yeah, you can't have that. Like, oh, yeah, you can't have that. Great. Um, but I went out for the first time yesterday, went to brunch, didn't have my regular mimosa or my Bloody Mary. Uh, <laughs> just stuck to coffee. Didn't have my 8 a.m. Yeah, mimosa. you know. Uh, my waiter did mess up my omelet, even though I specifically asked for no che- Oh, yeah, no dairy, also on Whole30. Oh, I specifically not. asked no dairy. for no cheese. He, of course, brought me a uh, smoked salmon, bacon, and goat cheese omelet. Right. Literally the opposite of what Literally I have. Literally the opposite Smaller. of what you have. I'm, I'm doing Whole30, not paleo. Sir, sir. This is Whole30. I don't know if you know or what that Atkins. is. Or Atkins. I don't even think you can have cheese with paleo. No, I don't think you can. All these stupid diets. Um, I had to go to a comedy show sober, and you know how uh, hard that is. Yeah. No one you took me f- to a comedy show Thursday night that... Ooh, so yeah, you were a there was bad sport, though. It was mm, fine. It was Aaliyah, fine. I'm, Aaliyah, when you take me to those comedy shows, do I not laugh when it's funny? I, are you taking me there? I'm bobbing my head. The awkward, something the about show. it. I just like it didn't like it wasn't really that funny. I know, but you like were the like, and like you, I don't know. I'm you can't just you. like go. Yeah, a lot of comedy shows aren't funny, but you don't. You got into like this like cause out mood. No, I didn't. <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> I told you my thoughts on that host, and that's kind of what had me in it. I was thinking about their. There's a little bit of cultural appropriation going on I by some think girl from Connecticut. As per usual, sometimes you're really on the right track, and then sometimes you just try to go way too far, nah. and you miss the plot. Nah. But sure. I mean, I I've this girl. never heard of anyone claiming fuckboy as a black culture term, and I'm sure it 100% it's is. Okay, it, but it has been so ingrained in just millennial culture that I think it's really yeah. hard to just be like, no one else can use this word because literally like, everyone this girl uses is like this not word. my enemy. She's not up there twerking. Sure, like that's not what was happening. I'm all for bringing down these basic white girls. I just think no, I don't even think she was like a basic white girl. That's like not even what I'm trying to say. But something about the comedy felt re- redundant and derivative, and it was just kind of just like. I don't know that like the cadence, the tone, all of, like the millennial humor. It's all like the same. Okay, that's because you're old and maybe not a millennial. I'm absolutely a millennial. Uh, I don't know. You're kind of what is it, Gen X? <laughs> Girl, don't you're pretty me. detached from millennial culture. Say it again. You're pretty detached from millennial culture. That's just me, though. Yeah. So then I guess when you go into these situations, Wait, actually, I am not detached from millennial culture. Oh, I actually, I'm going to push back. I'm going to push back against that. I am not detached from millennial just culture. Just got onto Twitter six months ago. You were. I have a podcast out. where I literally talk about pop culture. Yeah, I said 
millennial culture that's different than pop culture i know but like having a podcast to talk about pop culture is a pretty millennial sure thing to i'll do. give you I guess, I guess i'll give you that one. Oh my god i just got on tinder oh gosh yeah you you are a 30 how old are you okay 32 and you're just now getting on tinder you are your mind has been blown okay you know what's bad when your sister literally just takes your phone and goes I'm putting you on Tinder. Like, I don't know. I can't be responsible if you die alone. <laughs> I have to do all I can. I work out here for I can, me. I can take you to the water. I can't make you drink, but at least I can say I took you there. I'm out here trying to worry about me in this chaotic oh, dating world. Oh, my god! I cannot be also worried about you. It's everyone out here for themselves. Well, I got on it, and it's about as bad as I thought. Even though, yeah, it's you terrible. know, I've seen, I've seen some hotties. Oh, God. You know, I mean, no surprise. I'm getting, you know, eaten alive on there. You're getting what? Eaten alive on there. Oh, what? <laughs> Not just for days. I mean, of course, everyone's like freaking out. But it's like. Yeah, you're like the new girl on Love Island. Exactly. It's like you come in and everyone's like, oh, my God, new girl, new, new girl, girl, new girl, girl, new girl. She's like drop dead gorgeous. She's, She's buzzing. Every, oh, absolutely buzzing. Everyone's trying to crack on with you. Soon, a bit, a bit of banter. Soon you're just gonna be one of the old dusty. Oh yeah, in like a couple weeks. Yep. That's all right. I'm gonna play my position when I got it though. You're not playing any position. I know. I'm really not. Um. All right. Uh, Miss Americana. How did you like Taylor Swift's new documentary, which just premiered on uh, Netflix? On Friday, yeah. What were some of the big things that so, like, she that she that you saw that were the biggest? Like, what were the what were the hot points of the documentary? I think some of the major points of the documentary probably start first with Kanye. She first kind of goes into that's the first stumble in her career when Kanye comes up at the VMAs and you know takes the mic then i think the first and then the kind of like the up and down up and down of that and then the second battle in her career is her sexual assault case i think that's how it goes yeah i'm forgetting if that time if that order is correct but i think there there's yeah i think there's five things i guess i'll take it from here uh it's kanye it's the sexual well no actually i would say the first overarching theme of the whole documentary and kind of this part part of her life that she's trying to shed light on was this notion that she grew up with, which is to be con- to be good and polite and to stay in her place and not rock the boat, not make waves and just do what other people expected of her to do and wanted her to do so that this gravy train could just keep on rolling. And she kind of reaches a breaking point with a couple of things, the Kanye thing. And then the sexual assault case where she testified. Um, and uh, yeah, and then of course, the, and then the aftermath of the second Kanye West incident, mm. the Taylor Swift is over uh, party. And so the. Where then she then goes by its reputation and disappears for a year. Right. So after 1989, she was on top of the world and then it all came crumbling down and she went into seclusion and she fell in love. Yeah. With Joe. With Joe. And she made a made reputation. 
and she came back out. She didn't do any press, but she went on tour and she released the album, went number one, sold a million records. Mm-hmm. Um, she didn't get any of the big Grammy nominations for Reputation, mm-hmm. which, and I see a lot of people on Twitter kind of responding to this, that like we, the reason why we don't see her perform any uh, Reputation songs anymore is because she has it in her mind that like it, wasn't a good record yeah which is really sad which is so crazy and so crazy so like wait but about that like the fact that like so taylor like as of right now you think misremember like remembers the reputation era as like not well it, no well received no because or? she talks about how like the tour is yeah. like, what brought her back to life yeah like, seeing that everybody like still came out for this sold out stadium tour mm-hmm. but i guess specifically the album does she think that people came for the reputation tour despite the album i don't know but i'm just here to say on record that the album's great i mean reputation is the album that solidified me as a full-on swifty i know i know and it disappoints me when she's so critical or so takes the critics so Mm -hmm. so serious or like so, so to heart it's like yeah it's great to take input from critics and from awards yeah but it can't be the be-all end-all and you have to draw a line somewhere and if you don't get grammy nominations you can't just you have to at some point stick by your art and say i know i made the record i wanted to make yeah and well there's one scene in the documentary where tree Payne is calling her to tell her about the grammy nominations and as of that point you know tree's like you don't have any nominations in the major categories right now and taylor looks really crushed and she's like okay well you know that just means i'm gonna have to make a better album next year and it's like and she's tears up it's pretty sad mm -hmm. and it's just like she said you know has said this before about the Grammys that she takes her cues from them because if she doesn't take her cues from the critics she doesn't know who else she should take her cues from but like part of like why I love the reputation of Taylor is because I felt like she kind of was finally like okay at the end of the day I can only make me happy and if I just keep trying to make everyone else happy the critics the fans other uh musicians in the industry other artists in the industry like i'm just gonna drive myself crazy so it was kind of like i was kind of surprised that she felt that way because like you know she didn't go to the grammys uh that year she didn't go to the grammys this year i feel like there is a little bit of like wanting to buck the system and be like okay fine you didn't nominate me well you you need me just you know if not more than i need you yeah so good luck having me at your show so i was a little surprised by that but and she has to know that there's politics to it and it's not solely based on the art mm-hmm. and the, or the material and so you know she says this statement well i have to make a better record next time so she comes back she comes back two years later with with lover which also only got one nomination in the big ca- uh, of the big four categories yeah so you have to wonder okay well then do you still think that lover wasn't a good album do, like yeah and yeah. i want to know like how taylor swift feels right now at this moment after the snub of reputation and after the sw- snub of lover yeah. what do you feel about the grammys right now what do i feel or what does she feel? what does she feel I don't know. I mean, uh, because of her reaction after Reputation was, I have to make another right, and she should album. always be pushing herself to make a better album. And she thought she had that 
album with lover so political they feel like they can't nominate her because but like in this day of streaming no one it's very rare for artists to come out with entire albums that people care about right and a lot of artists use the term era and album you know numbers but it rarely actually means something with artists with taylor when it's ts7 when it's ts8 that matters we're talking about a full-on era we're talking about sold out stadium tours to follow yeah so not everyone is producing such events like that right no one who is nominated but also not just producing events but also like writing the music writing you know the lyrics yeah so like if she's not making an album of the year, yeah, who is? <sighs> Billie Eilish. Exactly. Billie Eilish. So, I mean, not to get, like, that's a whole other issue of, like, Grammy, like, voters and, like, what's a Grammy artist or whatever. But it was just, like, so interesting to see because, like, in Taylor's mind, I don't think it doesn't, it makes no sense why she's not a Grammy darling. Well, I was trying to explain that to you, but you cut me off. My apologies. She was a Grammy darling. She's no mat- longer a Grammy darling because they feel like she is the, that last time she won for 1989, people felt like Kendrick should have won. Argue- arguable. It was a great record that was um, To Pimp a Butterfly, I think, not Damn. Um, and that, like, the Grammys had this history of... Uh, always nominating and awarding white artists over black artists, which is absolutely 100% true. Is she the only one who has benefited from that privilege? No. But for some reason, like she does, she's not. I remember that now. Yeah. She got all the backlash. Yeah. Like she was the first white person to ever win a Grammy. Even though Adele won over Beyonce Mm -hmm. and Adele is still certainly a a Grammy darling. I remember that now. I forgot about that whole backlash. Yeah. So. So do you think that turned great? Like Grammy voters remember that and specifically think of Taylor and that event or kind of like trying to overcorrect? Yeah. Yeah. It's definitely. I mean, that explains it with Taylor. And I know we're we're talking about Taylor and her documentary right now. So not to get too much off that. But like that explains Taylor's like beef with like Grammy voters. But that doesn't explain like why they disrespect Beyonce. Why they disrespect Drake. Like it's so. Well, well, because then they also have this feedback of the Grammys are old. And they Mm -hmm. never know what's new. They never know what's current. So that's why they nominated Billie Eilish and awarded her. Because she's the new young thing. Even though she's this white girl absolutely profiting and off of black culture of black culture and black music um and so i guess this i mean you know they have lil nas x uh performing and they and they nominated lil nas x so i think that this year was a big like you know they didn't even they didn't even nominate ed sheeran like yeah like now he's old Mm mm-hmm um, so now they're on this, yeah, they're on this overcorrecting thing of now they have to award all the, the young kids and so show, try to show that they're, they know what's current and they know what's new. They're not just going to stick with the old dinosaurs, which is so laughable because now that's like Drake and Beyonce and Taylor yeah. and, uh, Ed Sheeran. Yeah. So I don't know. Um, but some other things from um, the documentary. I like just how... The eating disorder stuff. Yeah, she talked a lot about um, 
like her coming to like the realization that like she should eat like basically <laughs> yeah she was like kind of like it was very pointed that they showed her like several scenes back to back eating different meals yeah there was a like a lot and it was, of scenes of yeah and eating. it was like the fact that like the food was in the shot it was like very yeah. obvious and intentional yeah and i also think that was like very obvious and intentional on taylor's part that she was like eating normal things she was eating burritos mm-hmm. pasta steak yeah. like you know all different things and she kind of just talked about how you know particularly for me like in the 1989 era is when i know that she was like so super skinny so skinny it's also when she was hanging out with a lot of models yeah and you know a lot of people myself included like she even said like a lot of people attributed to like my thinness for like they thought that's just how i was built And that's what I would always say. Like, mm-hmm. I eat a lot, but I also exercise a lot. And she was like, the truth of the matter is that I was exercising a lot, but I was not eating a lot. Yeah. And, you know, I would always be, like, really critical of myself in photos. And if she saw a bad photo of a bad comment, she would just stop eating. And, like, saying how she thought it was, like, normal to feel, like, faint at the end of, right. like, during shows. Yeah. And at the end of shows, I was like, that's crazy. Yeah. Like, you're just, like, on stage, like, about to, like, pass out, out. like, dancing for three hours, like, not eating. And she, like, was very blunt about the fact that she went from a size double zero to a size six. Which is a huge jump in, like... Okay. (laughs) No, in a good way. In a span of, like, four years. Which is uh, insane. And she looks incredible. She looks healthy. Yeah. You know... She's still considered by any means a thin girl. And yeah. so it's wild that, yeah, she went from a double zero to a six. Yeah. And just kind of shows you how insane, how insanely small double zero is. Yeah. And insanely how like, yeah. How like, yeah. And to really most people who are that size are that size because they're not eating. Yeah, exactly. That's why like it's so she important. She spoke for, like, very openly about that. Like yeah. I was not eating. Yeah. And so that's why it's, it's so frustrating when you see celebrities like, Gigi or Bella yeah. and these supermodels like Instagramming like pictures of burgers because like You're these young girls think that, that that that's like that they're not starving themselves and killing themselves to have those bodies when they really are. Mm-hmm. They're not eating those burgers. They're like if you see a picture of them biting into it, they're spitting it out. Yeah, like, I promise. Like once that picture was taken, they threw that burger at their assistant. Yeah, <laughs> get that shit yeah. away from me. You know, like. I think that is like the one thing I'll give like the Kardashians that like they're always showing these giant freaking salads. They're always showing them in the gym. Always like, drinking that tummy yeah, fatty tea, which is actually which, really which bad. Which is really but bad. But like for at you. least they're like saying I mean what Kendall and Kylie do post pictures with burgers. That's true. Well, I'm Kendall speaking does. about the, the the Trinity. The Trinity. The Kardashians, yeah. not the Jenner's. I mean and to some degree they're pretty open with the plastic surgery. Yeah, yeah. They, they ain't fake enough. But there. this is not a Kardashian podcast. Yeah, anyway. Um, so that was like really good that like she like just talked about the fact that like she was like, I'll see pictures of myself now and like maybe I'll think my tummy's a little too big and then she'll have to say like nope, nope, like I'm not gonna do this, like I'm not mm-hmm. gonna beat myself up. Um and, and then, then another big the, I think thing, the last big theme or thesis of the of the documentary was yeah that's another that's a good point like just what you said about how like the documentary wasn't just like a day in the life like the documentary had like a thesis yeah like it wasn't like oh like it wasn't a normal like celeb doc where it's like 
we're going on this tour. Like, just come along for the ride. Yeah. Like, you get to, like, maybe see some bumps. Yeah, like, tour life. Yeah. It was, like, they're, like, it was a very intentional, I think, documentary of, like, mm-hmm. capturing, especially those, quote-unquote, lost years where she was... She was in the process of falling in love. Falling in love, but, like, where no one saw her for, like, a solid year and a half. So, like, kind of, she was kind of revealing, like, what was going on during those years Mm -hmm. and when what brought her here. And a big part of that was finally speaking out politically on, like, what she believed in, despite the fact that her team really, really didn't want her to do it. Her parents and her dad didn't want her to do it. They showed a meeting with her her mom and her dad and her team and like they're basically like weighing the pros and cons of like her like she wanted to like formally endorse the democratic uh, candidate for something in Tennessee because the woman who was running as the Republican nominee had like just struck down uh, a bill that defends women against domestic violence and stalking which Taylor has been a victim of and like struck down like just a bunch of oh like if uh, a gay couple or a seemingly gay couple is out in public, like the law that protects them to, mm-hmm. from being like just thrown out and like just like basic human rights that like I can't even believe that we're still discussing, like just like being decent to people. Yeah. Um. You know, so she was just like, these are not my values. Like I'm from Tennessee. I'm a Christian. These are not my values. It's not how I want to treat people. And I know that I have a platform. She obviously sees how, you know, influential other celebrities could be when they harness their voice in, like, a productive way. So I think she just really wanted to get into that and use her influence for good. Mm-hmm. Um, And also, she said another really great thing. Like, I don't want to be one of those girls who's like, yeah, gay pride. But when it comes down to, like, bills that support like your actual like right to have a family right to be respected i'm just silent like Mm -hmm. yeah like you shouldn't do that that is like you know so she you know she definitely is oh so we're oh so in the meeting like her mom was like very her and her mom were like so cute like they're they're like definitely adorable like you can really tell like that line that taylor's always talking about like my mom and my best friend that really is true yeah (laughs) they're very close it's really cute yeah it's really cute but like her dad was like uh bob hope didn't speak up up about politics bing crosby didn't speak up about politics her mom goes what the hell bob Bob hope (laughs) and bing crosby like you're literally naming people from like a hundred years ago (laughs) taylor's just like looking at him like who are you even talking about today yeah she's like Dad, I she said her response was literally like, "These aren't your dad's Republicans, and these aren't your dad's celebrities." Yeah. Like, so you know, and she really kind of like also like, I like how she exposed herself and showed old clips from when she was twenty two on David Letterman talking yeah. about like, I don't think that like you should talk about politics. Shut up and sing. Yeah, like I shut basically shut up and sing. And she was just like, I mean, obviously, like the opinions that you have about politics at 22 and what you have now at 30 should be different. Yeah, definitely. I mean, Um, unless you're like me. I mean, my politics have always been spot on. No. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Your politics at 22. What the heck were those? My politics at 22 are amazing. I was voting for Obama. Yeah, everyone was voting for Obama. He won. I was voting for Obama. You were you you were twenty two. Your head was in the clouds. You wasn't worried about nothing. But dare dare, 
<laughs> Dara Beverly. That's all you were worried about. Dara Beverly. Oh, gosh. Anyways, so she talks about that and her. Oh, and she brought up. I love she brought up the Dixie Chicks. Yep. And she brought up the fact that like there has been a real fear instilled in country artists mm-hmm. um, to not speak up about politics. And, you know, kind of I love that she, you know, she put them on. They were uh, on the Lover album. She obviously loves. <laughs> yeah, she really needed to have all the Dixie Chicks. <laughs> but I like that she kind of like redressed that. Yeah. Like, uh, you know, readdress that history. Well, it's also funny because... Just because a lot of people watching it might not know about it. Like, a lot of her 15, yeah, you know? But the Dixie Ticks being, like... Banned uh, from banned country music. After they spoke out against Bush. But it also kind of comes full circle because when they decided to kind of, to come back into the light, they said that one of the reasons they, c- they felt confident enough to do it was to step back into the public... Uh, Sphere started making music again because Taylor did a cover of one of their songs, and the reaction from like her young fans who maybe didn't know about the Dixie mm-hmm. Chicks was so positive and overwhelming. They're like, "Oh, well, you know what? We may have lost some fans, but maybe there's a new set of p- fans we can go get." Yeah, and that kind of pushed them to. That's cool. Yeah, so it's all kind of came full circle. Basically, and <laughs> then she Taylor saved another career. Yeah. Chuck. I hear saving careers. She she killed them, but she saved them. Right. Don't don't go on her bad side because she will kill your career. I'll come for that next. Katy Perry. <laughs> right. Still can't recover. No. Unfortunately. Yeah. Yeah. Dead ding. She's a dead ding. She's a dead ding. But yeah, definitely, we're definitely gonna rewatch it. It was so good. Yeah. Can't wait to see her in Boston. Oh my god, seven months. Lover. Fast East. It's like six months now. It's February. February, March, April, May. No, June, it goes March. It's we're in February right now. Yeah, but it's we're at the top of February. Right. So you go March, April, no, May. I get it count all of February. No, because you can't you go March, no. April, May, June, July, August. Six months. We have to go through this month of February. That is a month. Yes, but that's then how you ca- but to- that's how you count it. No, it's not. Not like that. Because if you go February, okay, you go through the month of February, <sighs> mm-hmm. then you go through the, the month, month of March. March. And you go through the month of April, May, June. July. And then it's halfway through August. That's not how you can. Whatever. Yeah. Six to seven months. <laughs> God damn it, Dara. Lord in heaven. Do you want to talk uh, about award shows? Um, yeah, I feel like your mic is a lot louder than mine. Um, but we I do want to talk about award shows. Uh yeah. Um oh there you go. Okay. Uh Graham, we, we just kind of covered the Grammys. Yeah, we did. Yeah. Um, but. Do we want to talk about, like, that woman? Uh, yeah, the. Um, the Grammy, like. President who was asked to go on leave because she was speaking out about the way the Grammys were conducting their uh, nominations and the way they were giving or who, how they were the voting process she said that there was pay for play going on she said that there was a lot of uh harassment going on behind the scenes a lot of nefarious deals being made quid pro quos and it's just quid pro quo that there's just a lot of shady backroom deals going on the Grammys, and she was kind of like calling it out and also she was very much 
wanted to reach out to artists that had felt snubbed by the Grammys. Yeah. There is a real deterioration of relationships. So this woman, when she came in, do you know her name? Something du- Dugan. Yeah. We're sorry. We don't know her name. But Sorry to this woman. Sorry to this woman. But when she came on, she reached out to Kendrick. She reached out to Rihanna's yeah. camp to kind of like repair the damage that they had made with the Grammys in the past and like kind of wanted to push it in a more like progressive way and kind of like, you know, widen the net for, you know, the type of music that we're going to be included in the nominations and, you know, at the show in general. And I think that people were saying that, you know, when she was coming out, kind of trying to stop Deborah Dugan, the whole boys club backroom dealings, they kind of turned around on her, which happens a lot when people try and do that. They then in turn get accused of stuff. Yeah. So they accused her right. of making a hostile work environment. They fired her about a week before the Grammys. Yeah, which is such a distraction. Yeah, and like kind of just like put out, you know, another host of retaliatory stories against her. So now it's kind of like her work. a lawsuit now. Yeah, I think there's like lawsuits for like the Grammys are suing her. She's suing the Grammys. It's like a mess. But I mean, in this day and age of streaming, of connecting with your fans on social media, like do the Grammys, like what do they mean? Do they mean anything? Do the Oscars mean anything? Well, I th- I do think that... The Oscars, for some reason, and I can't pinpoint why, still have some more, still have more prestige than the Grammys do. Not that the Grammys don't have any, but you still see veterans like Brad Pitt and Leonardo DiCaprio doing the song and dance to try to get an Oscar. And whereas, like, where you, where you have Beyonce and Jay Z being like, "F the Grammys," but like, is that because like the way that their respective academies have treated them is completely different. Like Brad and Leo might be doing a song and dance for the Oscars, but at least they're at the end of that dance, they're getting the Oscars. Yeah. They're getting the recognition yeah. and critical acclaim. The Grammys and the Oscars, I mean, literally the only women who have won Oscars Except for Holly Berry, which I don't even know how to describe her character in Monster Ball, <laughs> have been the maid in Gone with the Wind. Yeah. And the slave. The, well, the slave. I don't know. Was she a slave or a maid? Whatever. Yeah. I think her character's name is literally Mammy. Mammy. Yeah. Viola Davis, the help. Yeah. And now Harriet, I mean, now that Harriet Tubman isn't like an amazing woman. I don't want to. Viola just... Davis, was that uh, a leading actress though? Or was that supporting? That was supporting. Right. So only Halle Berry has had has won for leading actress mm-hmm. yeah and yeah you, I guess you do have this uh Cynthia I forget her last name who's nominated for Harriet as a leading actor yeah actress um, oh Lupita Nyong'o she won for playing yeah but I'm saying it's like yeah, all yeah. slaves yeah yeah no yeah um but I but I mean also part of it's just because like the nature of being a a pop star is so different than being a in the movie and or being a superstar actor it's like you well, really it's have so to much just, more personal well you have to like depend on the on the movie industry to actually cast you in films whereas right. like you can buck the system and still go out and sell like 
a million records. Right. You, like, you don't need that You can't really fuck the system unless you're going to get your own movies made. And, yeah. Like, yeah. Because exactly. so, like, they ha- kind of still ha- always have to play that song and dance. Yeah. And that's why like Hollywood is so much more. Yeah. I don't know. Hollywood is so much more like uh, symbiotic. Like you really need to like you can't be like a lone wolf in Hollywood as much yeah. as you can in the music industry. That's true. Yeah. But I mean, you know, but you don't always get your time to shine. But even if you don't get nominated for an Oscar, sometimes you still can perform at the halftime show of the Super Bowl. Tonight is J Lo's night. I wonder if tonight it's tonight is J Lo's night. This I don't even know a, what time the Super Bowl starts. It's I'm pretty sure like the Super Bowl's on right now. Like we're recording and like gosh. the Super Bowl's on. Well, this is certainly. I think more people are gonna be tuning in for our podcast than the oh, Super 100%. Bowl. Oh, 100. Yeah, so we couldn't let them down. Yeah. But I mean, yeah, J Lo is getting ready not for t- her Oscar win, but for the Super Bowl halftime show, which um is so pretty cool. I mean, I guess I thought we were supposed to be boycotting the Super Bowl, but she was like, she had to get that De Niro, yeah, my new favorite J Lo song, De Niro, De Niro. I want the money, the fame, want the game. hey, hey, I'm hey, bop. hey, I was a bop and a half. I don't know how I missed it. I get un besos. Oh, you just know pesos? Is that like the one? Um besos. Stop it. The big fat cats like in the bodegas. I do like the line at the end where Cardi's like, uh, like two ch- chicks, chicks from, from the Bronx. Bronx. One from, from the six and no, Jenny from the block and, and Cardi, Cardi from, from the pole. pole. Yeah. That no, Car- no, that's okay. I've been like De Niro. That's on goes I hard. I d- didn't really know. I oh yeah. When I heard you playing it, I was like, yeah, respect. I only heard oh, it I, from Tabata. Mm. Oh really? Yeah. Oh no. I De Niro gets me hype. Yeah. No, it's very hype. I think I'm going to start a, like a post workout playlist. Like songs just like kind of keep you hype. Mm-hmm. You know? Mm-hmm. Keep that energy up. Because you know, going. I realized for some reason I just realized this, and it had to have happened within the past year. But at one point, Dashboard Confessional old albums, the OG ones, weren't on the weren't, weren't on Spotify, mm-hmm. and now they are. Yeah, and you know what? He did something. I like, always listen to Hands Down. Yeah, yeah, dear. You, I, you oh, and all the locals. I always need to listen to her hands down every now and again. Like, <laughs> yeah, it's hands a down. This is the best thing I've ever. But he remembered. did what Taylor is going to do, and he re-recorded those albums mm. because I, I think part of the reason they wasn't on Spotify because they couldn't come to an agreement. I'm sure he wanted to buy his masters back, and they didn't want him to do that. Oh god! So he, just like this past, like. Friday, he re-recorded Artists everything. need to own their masters. They don't always have that option. I know, They're but young. I'm saying, like, it needs to be done. I feel so bad for them. I know. I know. You do all this work. What? You do all this work, and you oh, don't get to yeah. own your art. Yeah. You have to. You have to own it. You have to own it. It's art. so important. Um, yeah, what's, up? what's coming up uh, this week? What's coming up this week is you're going to make me a Hinge profile, Max. Oh, yeah. We're going to get on Hinge. Yeah. Um, I'm going to oh, uh, sign into some DMs. Oh, uh, God, yeah. We're just out here just like shooting our shot. We're shooting it. Bang, bang. Bang, bang. Uh, just, duck, just so. Duck or get hit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Just. Oh, maybe we should. Be, oh, God. Wouldn't that be a great dating show? Season. Okay. Would it be a great dating show for us? Yeah. Oh my god, a sister reality dating oh show. Oh my god. Wait, should we do this on the podcast? 
how would we do that i don't know also i realized so like we ha- i had an eyes talking with someone at work like wouldn't it be so funny if you had a show where that was like someone else took your tender and then like they were swiping for you and that's literally a tv show yeah I was, about, I was just about to say I was like, that, I think that nobody is. watches so really I, guess, I have never heard of anyone i've seen this, this thing show. where like celebrities take yeah 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 yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. i think because like amy schumer actually like yeah. started it like being like, like on her uh, on her own like take, she took her assistance like tender and was like striping was like oh my god yeah um wait how would we do this would we have people call in write in like should we try and like wait have people call and write in and do what i don't know yeah what are you saying well we need to like think of some concept to like kind of take our listeners through our dating experience we're out here spitballing on air, walking you through this process. Yeah, like you're going to get to see this process, whether you like it or not. You're yeah. going to get to see how the sausage is made. It's not It's not cute. It's not going to be cute. And it's probably not going to be sanitary. Ew. But <laughs> it's going to get made. Okay, I'm down. Yeah, we'll definitely think of something. Maybe we'll have the poor people that we actually wrangle online to date us on our show. Wow, you plan on getting that far with somebody where they you feel comfortable enough to get them on this show? That's like, yeah, that sounds like you're gonna be in a relationship. No, <laughs> definitely not. Like, you want to go in three days with someone and be like, okay, come on the show. Yeah, I could, I, and, I, and, I could bring all the poor suckers. After that, our three days, they can come on our show and I can tell them why this isn't working. Oh, that'd be funny. That'd be so funny for me. It'd be vice versa. They would be telling me. <laughs> they're like, they're like, uh, is this working? Is this? Are we live? Like, I need this on real time. Yeah, this is a no, no Can more. Can you hear my mic out? I need everyone to hear this. Yeah, I can't wait to be um, publicly rejected. That'll be a new one. When are you gonna get publicly rejected? And we have the people we date on the show. Oh, Jesus yeah. Christ, keep up. Sorry. Well, I just don't think that you are going to get publicly rejected, Aaliyah, so I'm not thinking in that way. Aw, thank you. I don't freaking sucker. You guys should see her. She's got a face for radio. <laughs> no, you guys actually can see her. If anyone wants to go look on her Instagram, she's on Tinder. She's oh on God, Twitter. On all forms of social media. Oh, she Lord. lives I at. Think, I think it's time to call. And I would give your address away if it were my address yeah. too. I think it's time to go make her telephone number is some dinner. You know what it is? It's this whole thirty. I'm super, super late. I'm buzzing. Oh my god! Are you gonna make dinner? Oh my god! I can hardly lift my head. Okay, I'll make dinner. The sugar withdrawal is so real. Oh my god! You don't. It's. I wish she hadn't told you that because I, I know it's now. It's like a placebo effect. <laughs> it is. I like. Oh God! I just need some more water. Yeah, whatever. Um, Tell me your head doesn't hurt a little bit. It hurts a little bit. Oh God! But I don't know. I don't think it's because of the sugar. Help me! We really don't eat that much sugar. No, I just think I'm hungry. I haven't eaten. Yes, you haven't eaten in a while, but I'm. We're about to go eat. If you let me wrap the show, you guys. I gotta go have dinner. Cut this. Cut the shit. It's time for snacks. Um, like and subscribe. To the podcast on Apple, it says we might be overthinking this. Follow us on Twitter at we might be overthinking this, and on Instagram also at we might be overthinking this. It's pretty simple. If you know the name of the podcast, put it into the Google.com and you will be able to find us. Um, 
And thanks again for listening. Thank you. We'll be back uh, next week. We'll talk about the Super Bowl. We'll talk about uh, performances. No, we will not be talking about the Super Bowl. We will talk about maybe J-Lo's performance. Well, yeah, that's what I mean. If a week from now it feels relevant. I don't know. That's true. Good Lord. The way this news. Gosh, maybe we should be doing a show Wednesday night. One day you're in and and the next next day you're out well i mean yeah with that kind of cynical view who knows what we'll be talking about next sunday who knows if we'll even be here right i don't know well I mean, we'll see we'll see so i don't know tune in maybe on sunday maybe not just thank kidding. you we'll for listening here. yeah we'll be here thanks for listening thanks i'm Aaliyah rahim i'm dara have a great night